Hello and welcome to a very um, quick, snappy, full scout podcast while we um, react to some news and then get down to the um, niche bitty of everything else afterwards. I'm, I'm Bethany Waring, I'm joined by Alejandro Alonso Lopez and Idlewood. And um, there's been a bit of a weird situation that's gone on. Um, if you don't follow uh, Oscar Piastri on Twitter, um, go ahead and do that because um, it's apparently um, leading to some quite interesting stories. I did you want to kind of explain what's going on because I don't really understand. I was just exciting and now I'm just confused. Okay, I'll try and speed through this very quickly. So during the Hungarian Grand Prix weekend, Sebastian Vettel announced he'd retire from F1 at the end of this year. Then following that news, Aston Martin did a follow-up announcement. They were publicising that they had a free seat. Within 24 hours, Fernando Alonso had fully negotiated a deal, presumably signed on the dotted line. And on the Monday after the Hungarian Grand Prix, Alonso is announced as moving from Alpine to Aston Martin for 2023. That then puts focus on the vacancy to Alpine alongside Esteban Ocon. And the main contender is Oscar Piastri, his team's reserve driver. However, Piastri is already known to us and to many other people as uh, having interests with McLaren next year because he's already been made available as their reserve driver earlier in the season. Mark Webber this morning was not available for comment because we believe he was trying to talk to McLaren. Uh, Piastri wasn't putting anything on social media either. So Alpine, and we don't know what their interpretation of the events going around were, but they decided to announce that Piastri was going to drive for the team in 2023 alongside Ocon. Then about four hours after that, so an hour prior to the recording of this, Oscar Piastri goes on Twitter um, after a game of tennis with fellow Alpine junior Chao Collette and announces not only that the deal... Uh, that the press release from Alpine was done without his permission and he didn't announce anything or sign a deal, but he is explicitly not racing for Alpine next year. So we don't know if we're going to see him on the F1 grid. It's utterly crazy. And he's, well, at least he was, to my understanding, at least until an hour ago, an Alpine junior. So kind of what what does that, does that actually mean anything or... Uh, it kind of does. So a bit like Yuri Vips earlier this year, of course, he's a member of a junior team or of an F1 team, but that's not a job. That's just basically branding and supporting your junior career. At the same time, Piastri is a reserve driver for the Alpine F1 team. That is a paid role where he has many responsibilities on race weekends and outside of race weekends. So he's working with Alpine all the time. He knows all of the players within that company that would be involved in a deal like this. So for it to be miscommunicated and not actually signed but announced something must have gone wrong while Piastri was absent because otherwise you know he wouldn't have gone on Twitter to deny this it it's just a bit of a mess really I don't understand how you can announce somebody without signing it unless presumably he had a he had a um a you will be here unless we don't have a seat, in which case you you can do something else. But at what point do you are you confirmed to not have a seat? Because take at Haas, at Haas last year, up until like February this year, there was no seat at Haas. So if 
say Fitzpaldi had had been like had a contract where it says you can sign elsewhere if there's no half seat, but if there's a half seat, you're ours. Presumably, then Fitzpaldi would have signed signed the seats signed for somewhere else, then found out in February there is a half seat. So then now you like. You are ours because there's a half seat, so you're ours. Or is it okay to have then signed somewhere else because because there wasn't a half seat until February? I don't. It's it's just such a mess, and I'm glad I don't have any contracts anywhere. Alejandro, you had something to to add to this now? Yeah, I mean, follow-on contracts are extremely complicated. Let's say like that. And the fact that I found on, if I recall correctly, Omar Safnoer said this morning that they believe that they still had an option or some mechanisms to, to force Piastri to drive for them in 2023. So I guess it will depend on, on the way that those contract, contracts are written that we will see things turn out some way or, or, or the other. It's going to be complicated. Indeed, I think the announcement can be in order to secure some, that some of those mechanisms are, are applied or are valid. So yeah, but also we've got, there, are, there have been some reports that Alpine's options on, on Oscar Piastri had a deadline which was actually I think on Sunday if I'm not wrong today is August the second perhaps or or not or and, and the thing is it's all very complicated and you know whenever you you are dealing in, in Formula One you've got to to have in mind that it's the situation there are so many details that we don't really know that can go us. She said that Ida's holding of a thing that says Piastri's deadline was the 31st of July, which was Sunday. Um, so yeah, it's been a busy, um, busy time in the paddock. <laughs> yeah, utterly, utterly crazy. Um, and of course, most of this has been going on away from the racetrack. Fernando Alonso was supposedly unavailable already today because he'd gone off on a boat on a Greek island, but he's actually posted on Instagram and he, he's definitely on land. And he was on Instagram live as Piastri put his denial of the deal up. So all of the parties involved in this are, you know, they're not in other time zones. As some people said, they're all in Europe. They're all approachable they should have all been communicating with each other nothing really was preventing them from doing so so it's just utter chaos that that it hasn't worked out like that and the fact that we've had uh, and this is possibly the most mind-boggling part of this all the the biggest story in motorsport over the last month i'd say is alex plow's indycar contract very similar to this he was announced on a one-year extension by chip ganassi racing but then a few hours later, Pelot said, well, I didn't actually put those quotes into the press release. Like, I didn't say those words. I haven't actually signed a deal. I'm not staying at Ganassi. Then just after midnight UK time, McLaren then announced that Pelot was going to McLaren for 2023. And since then, we've now had a legal battle taking place between Chip Ganassi Racing and Pelot uh, and his management 
So there's lots going on there. And having had that so publicly and seeing how this these kind of things can go wrong if you don't have it in writing, how on earth can two huge Formula One teams then get it wrong this badly just a matter of weeks later? Like, it's unbelievable, totally unbelievable. It's, it's what you said, and it is July 31st was the, was the deadline. And at McLaren or, or whoever else the Astri might have intentions with doesn't, doesn't see, they don't seem to be in the wrong. It was just really bad timing for Alpine for, for, first of all, Vettel to, to leave and then Alonso. Alonso to 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 say um, adios. Um, it's, it's but like you say, I know how how stressful it is when two people who are supposed to be working on something aren't communicating with one another. I don't understand how what what happened to Alpine. Of course, it's not even the first time this year that Alpine have had disagreements with people they've worked with about when things will be announced and such like that. Um at least at least Oscar doesn't appear to have been skiing when, when this announcement was made. So that's a improvement to last time. But um the whole what, what makes me laugh is there isn't even technically a McLaren seat. Doesn't doesn't Ricardo has also said he has a contract for twenty twenty three at the moment. McLaren have about nine drivers for well, they have lots of seats these days. So, are we going to see Oscar in Formula One? I'd, one thing I would say is Laurent Rossi, who is in charge of Alpine's F1 team, basically, he said in an interview a week ago that Piastri will be on the grid. He never said it'd be of Alpine, but he did say, I think he was just asked point blank, will Oscar Piastri be in Formula One in 2023? He said yes. Um, and to be honest, I was certainly predicting Alonso would stay on. I already knew, but like, because there was no negotiations per se, but there was like an opening gambit from Alpine, which, which is they, they have multiple projects, they have the hypercar stuff, they're rallying. And they'd already said, you know, with our commitment to the future of hypercars, we're going to bring in a new car in 2024. Alonso can have a seat if he wants it, if he then wants to sign a contract in F1, because Alonso does want to stay in F1. Alpine wanted him to stay for one year and then do like a like a legacy contract. So he then becomes an ambassador, a driver coach, and a hypercar driver. Alonso wanted two years, is what we were. But I don't know if the negotiation, like the actual actual negotiations on the table, had begun. But Alpine had publicly announced the opening gambit. Is that a usual thing to do in like business and like uh, negotiating? Do you normally declare like your opening position before you even take it to the opposite party? Like it's. The communication on this has been very odd and admittedly you know journalists ask questions so they're obliged to answer them but um it just seems like none of these teams actually have a plan what they're doing for next year they're just presuming that things are going to fit into place you're telling me alpine doesn't have our plans after all that's I don't understand why you'd go. This is going far too much into F1 for 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 Formula Cup. I don't understand why you'd go to Aston Martin over Alpine anyway. But that's that's kind of beside the point. So really, Alpine's mess came with having one one junior driver who we all we all picked for 
the driver who would be F1 champion in 20, uh, F2 champion in 2020. They had Guan Yuzhou waiting and then they hired Fernando Alonso. They had Oscar Piastri winning the 2021 championship and then they kept Fernando Alonso. It just seems like Alpine doesn't really know what they want to do with its juniors until it's too late and its juniors don't want it. Yeah, that's probably probably the case. I mean, they've had great opportunities to, to put the, their juniors into an F1 seat, but apparently it has taken so long for them to make, uh, make a decision on whether they are sticking to an experienced driver or they are going for, for a junior driver. And when they've made the decision, uh, at least in this case, neither of of the drivers they they want they they had wanted to to continue with the team, which is it's actually a shame, you know, because I, I don't know. I feel like I think apart from all these things that that are happening right now, I I feel like Alpine is a reasonably good team to to be in. I mean, they have a midfield car, which is always good, you know, and and all that. So, yeah, it's it's very weird all, all that's happening. And the fact that they cannot really decide or have clear what, what's, what they want in order to, to have for the future as a driver lineup is a bit worrying, let's say. And with the behaviour of the parties involved, do we think that like everyone at Alpine is going to keep their jobs Maybe the PR department or even Otmar Svetnauer. I've not practiced that name at all. Um, he only joined at the start this year, but if he's making errors and particularly the Spanish press have picked up on like strategy errors and stuff that's put Alonso in bad positions in races this year, he's become a bit of an unpopular character that way. Alonso's behavior as well, he's, I mean, he signed for Aston Martin and Intel Alpine. That alone is a big deal and then saying he was un- if he did say to Alpine that he was unavailable because he was on a Greek island and then he's actually on the ground today um, and totally accessible then you know is he even going to see out the season with the team I remember uh, back in 2007 when Alonso and Hamilton were at McLaren together and that was all chaotic it got very close to Alonso being dropped by McLaren mid-season despite you know him being a very quick driver because of his uh, behavior and because of the political fracas and like everything that was happening around the team that was just creating a really negative atmosphere if Alonso's done that again and he's there's like there's a really bad bubble around Alpine right now we could actually see Piastri get pushed into the seat because he's the reserve driver and therefore if one of the other drivers can't race he automatically gets pushed into it potentially Alpine did Piastri debuts in F1 in 2022 with Alpine and then 2023 goes elsewhere or is back on the sidelines again that, that is definitely an option that could play out, but anything could happen. Totally unpredictable. Yes, definitely. I mean, and the fact that if, if it all happened as we suppose it has happened, the way that Fernando Alonso carried out the, the negotiations, for those following Fernando Alonso, Alonso for a while, that could be described as very much Fernando Alonso's antics, could be said. You know, but, and... Yeah, it has never really played out well for him, which is a shame because he's very extremely talented. But 
his tactics out of out of the car aren't perhaps not the most aren't the most clever. So yeah. And I'll just say you wouldn't have got this mess if they'd kept Jolie and Palmer. I will leave it at that. Um, hopefully by the time this is published, uh, McLaren haven't announced anybody and nobody else has announced anyone that hasn't been signed to them yet. Um, we will pause for now and then we'll get to the what actually has what actually definitely has happened this weekend in a, in a regular Formless Cap podcast. If you came here without reading the article we should go up with everybody's takes um go check that out if you've gone from the article with everyone's takes to the podcast then we should have some um more interesting stuff on the website as well so you should check those out too and check out the next one the podcast when that one's up